offline. Okay, so Spreaker's recording now. I'll play an intro. Can you hear that now? Yeah. Why can't you hear? Here we go. I'm just going to finish. Yeah, we're live um, to watch this video on your TV screen. That's... Oh, are we? Okay. Welcome, ladies. Sorry, we're just sort of tech. Uh, we're teching our way through this. We're trying to go live on Facebook with some cameras. We've got four viewers, and I'm not sure if you're one of them, uh, CB. I'm not. We've got nine viewers. Holy shit, this is potentially going a bit further than I thought. Welcome, everyone, to uh, the we weekly go. pod. We're, we're having a crack at something a little bit different. Uh, oh PJ, evening gents, evening PJ. So the chat comes through. I'm not sure. Can you guys see that? Tiggs and CB? I can't see anything. Did you say we've actually gone live? Uh, no, I didn't know it was going to work, to be honest. Uh, Richmond Journey, g'day fellas. Carl, wow, this is working better than I thought. Can everyone hear us okay, first yeah. and foremost? Ashman calling us kings. I'm just gonna, go. I, I can't get caught up in reading comments for a whole night. But yeah, people could let us know if this is working, so that'd be great. Welcome to a Monday Night Pod, the first attempt we've had at uh, using some cameras. See how we go there. Might be interesting, it might not be. Gents, how are we? Look at your background there, CB. Good. You like it? So there's my, my, um, my drum kit, and uh, this is my office. This is where I spend a lot of my um, life, actually, with work and things like that. So... And every Monday night, apparently. So, yeah, this is little, my humble little abode. So where you can go I on a bit, of a, bit of a drum solo for us later. I had a crack at today. I had a crack at split ends. I got you and Ice House Electric Blue. And let me tell you, I butchered them badly, <laughs> but I don't care. It was fun. Hey, that's all it's got to be. Tiggs, how are you, mate? I'm good. A little bit embarrassed. I didn't think I was using my camera today. And, uh, yeah, so I'll, this is me in, in going to bed mode, so... Um, yeah, but you're going to bed mode, but yeah, no, good. Yeah, good. Apologies if people see me yeah, looking down day, at my phone. With... I'm uh, just reading the agenda off there. So for anyone wondering, I'm not being rude. I'm just finding the agenda points. Go on. Yeah, no, crazy day. People are acting like the sky's falling and and all that jazz. But yeah, we're um, it was um, it really sparked up and got a little a lot interesting about fucking 45 minutes ago. Yeah, we'll touch on that. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit shocked when yeah. someone said to me that we're going to be without Bolton. Um, is it confirmed that Rioli, is he going to be missing as well? Is that, I haven't sort of read one way or another. I know no, Bolton he's playing. for sure. Okay, so it's no, just Bolton. No, he's playing. Right. But look, we won't miss Bolton. We have another great forward in arts, so we'll be fine. What about a midfielder? <laughs> We've got, see, but you'll be suiting up to play midfield this week. Yeah, no, nah, we'll be right. I can tell you, I... Sorry for my language, but I just – as if life isn't hard enough and everything we're going through, and he's – look, I understand they were defending uh, Rioli's girlfriend and all that, but just it's turning into a bit of an anus horribilis at the moment, and we're just about to get into a big boy month, and our midfield has got wiped out. In one, we've got Dustin Martin and everybody else. Like, I don't know how the hell we're going to shape a midfield this week, but here's what it is. And um, – you know you know I was just going to say... <laughs> Go ahead, CB. Go ahead, mate. I was just going to say, um, we've been asking for a long time to see the kids and get them in. Well, you know what? If we have a down year and we get a few games with a few kids, I'm not really that upset with it, if that makes sense. See what they've got. Well, look, remember the Port game? 
two years ago. We didn't have a midfield. And we got up and had a stirring win. So, look, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater yet. We really just have to get to the buy at six and six. That's the, you know, even if we get seven and seven and five, we don't want to be any, uh, well, sorry, um, say five and seven. Um, we're still good enough to um, to go on a really big roll because our draw really opens up after West Coast. So it's actually opening up now. We should beat GWS. They've got injuries too. They've got suspensions to keep personnel too. They're not um, – but, yeah. Look, the only thing – if it was any other side, supporter of any other side, I'd be stressed. But we never really worry about our midfield overly much anyway. If you, if you look at all of our games, even our successful periods, our back – Line is so good in repelling attacks. That's how we beat Port and came so close to Port. The other time we had all these injuries when we seemed to always go over there, it keeps us in the hunt. So, but you know, I'm like you said, I'm super excited to see the kids. You know, uh, Hugo Ralph Smith, get him to go for a run. He's Green's midfielder. Nate gets a full game. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you know, he's on Nate's watch goals, really. no pressure. Well, I think we should put Toby Dan Curvis as, as, as a midfielder. And just let him just polex as many people as he can. Just yeah. bring in CCJ. Uh, PJ yeah, said he reckons that... I really think it's going to sharpen our counter-attacking game. It's going to get us back to basic of what made us really, you know, that slingshot football. That's what it's going to really, really sharpen because that's what we're going to need to do to be competitive. It just hurts because it's a game well, we have to win. That's the probably yeah. the, the frustrating part. So, as uh, PJ put on the chat, reckons the Tigers will use this as fuel to lift. Think, think the poor game two years ago, which is uh, exactly what you said there, Tig. So, hopefully it bands well, all the boys together. But, yeah, just bad timing. Well, you know what? Let's just get into it, rightio. We might as well, we might as well talk about it. So, uh, last uh, weekend, we did play a game of football. For a half And, anyway. um, unfortunately... We played half a game, yeah, and then uh, and then uh, the umpires went in dry. I'll say it. Umpires were disgraceful, and uh, we got rolled by more than four goals. That's all I'll say. I won't talk about the margin. We got beaten <laughs> pretty badly. Um, I don't really have too much to say on it, other than um, again, we've been ha- I've been harping for ages. We need a second ruck in there. Marlon is not working as a ruckman. I know he has some highlights, but. I just prefer him to see him as a pure midfielder in there. And midfield was inexperienced. It just got caught out not working back hard enough for long enough to give our defence a bit of a chop out. And once again, small forwards, apart from Jake Arts, where the hell are they? So that's pretty much my whole summarisation. I'll let you guys talk about now. But, um, you know, and to lose Edwards to a medium-term injury and now Bolton to bust the wrist like, we're cursed. But anyway, I'll let you boys talk about it now. I've said enough. The most disappointing part for me was they completely screwed our live call for the second half, only kicking one goal. That uh, that really killed the mood <laughs> for that. But um, yeah, I don't know. The, the first half, it seemed like we were doing all right. And it just kind of looked like the traditional game where we'd start to pick up in the third quarter like we usually do. But the Cats worked us out and, and went bang, 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 and their big forwards did the damage, and Gary Rowan looked like a superstar, which, yeah, was a little bit annoying, but you got to give credit to the Cats. They yeah, they were just far superior on the night, I guess, Tiggs. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it, was, it was disappointing. The first half, we maintained our shape. As soon as the Cats, um, during the call, I was screaming, you know, we're too narrow, we're too narrow, they're getting us out wide. And um, it showed, they, look, 
the way I sort of sort of see it, basically you could tell they set themselves up because this is a must-win game. Every club tends to have one or two a year that they must. They draw a line in the sand. They knew we were exposed. We didn't have Grimes. Our midfield um, it was still pretty weak, you know, without Cotchen and without pressure and the like. But really, the Geelong game highlights to me how important Cotchen is to us. He's, if he was playing, he would have probably about five minutes into that third quarter, he would have stopped it. He would have said, nah, and he would have done something. Um to, you know, kickstart us again. But look, when your when your back line is dropping sitters, when you're losing shape front of the ball, any team will beat you. And yeah. I think Jack Rewalt said it best. You know, if we had just taken those marks, you know, we cost four goals from direct um, uh, backfield play in the first half yeah. when we were on front. So it was not all doom and gloom for me. You know, give them the win, uh, which is good. They beat us, I believe, the last time they beat us, we won the grand final. So, yeah, you know, it's a good know, omen. Yeah. Hmm. Question for you, gentlemen. If you recall, was it the last year, the year before, Mick, and I think you were talking about the structures. Remember our, our on-balls were getting sucked into the contest and people were getting us on the outside, and we adjusted for the North Melbourne game. We played a couple outside, and it gave us that spread, and we, we sort of turned around a little bit. Are you noticing that again with the way we're playing? Are we getting sucked in a bit too much to the ball, which is leaving us exposed either at the side or behind? When you say you just call me by my real name, yeah, Mick, Michael, yeah. Seba, you're referring that to me? Tiggs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you said Mick. I thought you might have been referring <laughs> sorry. Michael. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, boys. Sorry. You've got to keep professional, buddy. You know, how can I fly like an eagle when surrounded by glass, people? Um, but you're right. You're spot on. And it happens, though, when you have a young midfield, we have, um, we're have we still continuing pushing our half-forwards really high. So our half-forwards are getting sucked in as well, um, and they're exposing us on the outside. But, look, what's good? We've fixed it before. We can fix it again. <laughs> look, the way I am, I'm bullish on this, and I'll keep on repeating it till proven otherwise. We have, to, we have proven time again that we can reset mentally. Once we get... All these injuries which are happening now are, are awful, right? But how many sides would love their guns to go into the last half of the year rested? You know what I mean? So that's actually the blessing we have. That's, that, that's what gives us a lot of momentum. So come around 14, 15, 16, 17, when it heats really on and stars are bashed around a bit and all this sort of stuff, our guys are cherry ripe. They're fresh. And we should be able to repair a lot of our percentage. Our percentage is getting hammered at the moment. Um, the Geelong game didn't help that. But when we get, we just have to suck it up. I'm sure Jim is going to chuck. You know, like I had a bit of a word with a doesn't. Co- it's not a coach at a club. He's at a coach at another club. But um, today, you know, if anyone doesn't know, I've got a new job, so I've had a lot of feedback. This is really, really good. And um, he sort of alluded to me that um, that he's not worried about us at all. Um, not one bit. Uh, so, yeah, we just got to get that experience in, um, CB, and that'll keep us our shape in front of the ball and keep us from getting sucked in completely. That's why you know, a couple of podcasts ago you mentioned we were talking off air about how great it will be for RCD if he stays permanently in the centre because that will free yeah. up your Martin Edwards outside of that ring, in a centre ring, and that's what will keep our shape. Once your magic is your creators are outside, like Bolton or Martin, they don't have to go inside. That allows that that encourages the spread. It encourages to keep our shape, and that's what's going to be so great, good going forward. But obviously now we're in a bit of the shit. 
All right, I've got, I've got some stats we'll go through. I'll get your thoughts on this. So I'm reading from my phone, people. Welcome to all the new listeners as well. Thank you for joining us. Efficiency inside 50. This is just criminal. Richmond, 37.2%. Our 2021 average is 459 so well down. Contested possession, Richmond 115, Geelong 147, and our average is 132, so well down again. Marks inside 50, Richmond 6, Geelong 20. Uh, Geelong's average is 12.5, so they, they were way above, and ours is 12.3, so we were half of that. And tackles inside 50, Richmond 4, and Geelong 19 CB. It just reads like an outworked type of game in the second half. Well, you know what? Credit to Chris Scott. We got outcoached and outworked. Simple as it, those numbers tell you we got outcoached and we got outworked. And we've got a couple of blokes down on form. We know this. But um, at the end of the day, the one thing – well, hello. We got it. We, so, um, something popped up on the screen. Sorry, I'm pushing there buttons. Go, sorry. So there we go. Now I know that, that works. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, CB. I've interrupted. So I, I just think, look, in, in this case, in this case, yeah, it was – we got outcoached, outworked, and um, they say you learn more from your losses. Well, we've got a lot of young kids in there, and they would have learned against, against remembering, a team that played in last year's grand final. So it isn't all doom and gloom, and long-term our kids will be better for this. Absolutely. Uh, Shout-out to, to Michael. As you can see the message on the screen, great podcast. Love your Ooh. stuff. Thank you, Michael. Look at our tech AI employees. How's that? I'm on fire. <laughs> all right, with that said... <laughs> We'll get into the bloodbath. We can't play the intro because YouTube doesn't like it, CB, but give us to us, baby. You know what I could have done with a bloodbath? I could have done something like a bit of uh, this. Yeah. Can you oh, hear that? It's quiet. Jump on the drums. Play go. yourself an intro. I was being a bit of a dickhead there. I was going to say a Spotify coming. Look, it, actually, I haven't really got a bloodbath, if I'm honest with you. I just want to say this. To all the Richmond supporters who just go mental online and embarrass themselves after a loss, calm your farm, you look like fuckwits. Seriously. When you yeah. see across certain Facebook pages and that, it's actually embarrassing. Like, we've come off... In point of fact, we've had a really good decade of footy. If you look at our win-loss after from 2013 onwards, I think we're the third most successful team in the league, right behind Hawthorne and Geelong for games one. And to see these people react the way they do after a loss, like, just... Get a grip. You're just embarrassing yourselves and you look like absolute knobs. What you should do is appreciate what you got. We've had a lot of success and appreciate now that we get the chance to look at RCD, Nash, Ross. We know Lambert, pressure all those guys are coming back in, right? We've got this little brief window to see what these guys can do. So calm your farms. Just settle. Don't be dickheads. Relax and just enjoy what's going on file next Saturday. We may not win next Saturday night. doesn't matter. Just get back on board like we did back when Harwick first took over and we got on that wave and that ride and look where it got us. That's all I'm saying. That's my bloodbath. Just Richmond people, calm down. You look stupid. Yeah, very good, CB. Very Well, yeah, I can't can't disagree with any of that. Uh, Tiggs, yeah, the, the, the den. What have you got for the den? Hold on. Let me just play the intro because the producer's oh, too lazy on. and doesn't rate me enough <laughs> to do it. All. Make, sure you people can, make sure you people can hear it. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's an intro, mate. Uh, I had the tiger. Can't wait for us to get sued. <laughs> yeah. This will be our uh, first and last. <laughs> there we go. That's an intro. And I, I put less than five seconds, so you shouldn't get copyrighted, Dub. <laughs> See? Oh. 
my Tiger Den that I really wanted to focus on, obviously with Stack, uh, sorry, with the um, Bolton news that's coming out now, um, uh, is going to impact it a little bit. But I really wanted to talk about our personnel that's out, right? And how does that impact us, particularly for the next four games? Because that's really crucial. This is the month. We need to win at least half of them. Uh, we're sitting on four wins. So we need to pull it out of our ass to win the next, uh, you know, we need to win two. Um, who we got? We got GWS. I haven't got the fixture in front of me. CB, you're fixture well, you left, Have you left yep. something on Tiggs? There's a slight echo over you. Did you change anything when you did your intro? Oh, yeah. Put the speaker on. Hold on. How's that? Better? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had the speaker on. Yeah, I had the. My wife brought perfect. me a Dolby, <laughs> Dolby Logitech surround sound speaker system. Ooh, so, so Tiggs? GWS? Yep. At Marvel? Yep. Then we've got. Uh, Brisbane Lions at the Gabba. Yep. Then we've got Adelaide at the MCG. Yep. And then you've got the Bombers in Dreamtime. So point of yep. fact, we could lose two, then win the back end. Yeah. Leaving a 6-6, six well, six, like you said. That's right. Exactly right. That's my point. Now, with the personnel that we've got out, what's really good, like sort of CB mentioned at the start, we've got the, I'm going to give a couple of names, right, that I reckon we'll get a crack through these four-week period. And it's actually not all doom and gloom. So... Um, we've got Garrett McDonald, 24 disposal, six months, three tack- tackles. Um, Don- oh, it's McDonough. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he's someone to look at um, that we can probably bring in. Um, is he actually a listed one or is a VFL I don't think player? He is. I reckon he's anyway. VFL. <laughs> yeah, I think he's VFL. Anyway, just so he, won't, he won't be far off with the injuries we've got. <laughs> I know, but look, Patrick Nace, obviously, you know, look, his six rebound 50s is going to be important. We might have to put Blossom in the, in the guts for periods of time. Um, we might even get a bit smarter and put Baker full-time in the guts. I reckon that it's going to be, you know, we're going to find players here. We're going to find extra strings to their bow that we that we didn't realise that they had when they're put under an extreme amount of pressure to have to step up. So I'm actually excited about it. I'm, I urge anyone that's listening to this or any Richmond supporter, don't get caught up on the win-loss in these four weeks. Yes, we need a win too, right? But just watch the game and just look at the kids and look at players playing out of position because that's what we're going to be forced to do. And what's really rare is to have this um, be in a position of growth um, in an, in a time where we can actually still not lose the season because I'm still bullish that we can eat either we can beat GWS if not we'll get done by Brisbane let's say but we should beat Adelaide right even with our outs they've got a lot of injuries and we should beat Essendon so because we always beat Essendon. So, and I still think we'll beat DWS. So if we win three out of the four, um, and then in round 13, we're getting all of our players back, you know, it's going to be a completely different narrative. But I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, Hugo, Ralph Smith coming in. Will Martin getting another crack? And maybe we played him in the back when he shouldn't have been in the back. Maybe he'd be good to put as a negating tagger, run around with someone. Sydney Stack. I seriously think Sydney Stack is a top of player that just motors along in the in the VFL but plays AFL. And if he knows, how hungry will he be? Oh, shit, I've got four weeks. Edwards is not on the side. I've got no risk of being dropped. I'm going to just play because I want to, I know we'll make finals. I'm going to give the best I can. So we're going to, this is going to inject. Thomas Downs, another one. Everyone's talking about CCJ. Um, ben Miller. If he doesn't come in, I'm going to fucking spew my guts up. <laughs> He's got to come in. Yeah, look, the thing with CCJ, this is me. I mentioned I spoke to my coaching mate. He does a lot of checks, a lot of the VFL, a lot of it. He's not a very good ruck. He's not. 
His ruck craft is poor. Um, and this is from Oppo's looking at him. He, like there's potential there. He's got a lot of athletic attributes, but his ruck work is poor. Look at his look at his um he's more a forward than a ruck. So if you want him in the side to be like a soldo, he's not going to be. Period. And so you've got right. Yeah, so you've got to say to yourself, okay, we go in with three tools. Have we got the ammunition upfield to um go inside fifty often enough to supply three tools? That's going to be the questions the coach has got to make. I, I'm not a CCJ hater. I want him to go in. You know why I want him to come in to the side? On my children. I want him to come into the side so his value increases. Because yeah. from some of the noise I'm hearing, we can get we could seriously strike gold from him with him in, in the off-season. The one I'm excited to see, and I think we might do this, and I'm hoping we do this. You know how I've always been um, screaming, Bolter, stay in the back half. Don't go, don't go uh, in the centre. Don't go in the centre. I'm hoping with Grimes in, with Vlosten back in, with having Short and um, Hawley in the side, we've got enough speed in the back line. I hope they give a young lad called Ben Miller a crack, get him to go in the back half, get Bolter to play as a permanent sediment, sediment wing. So he, yeah. he will be basically – now, this is, this is – while we're injured – but what I mean by that, and the reason I explain it, CB, is you put Bolter as a second ruck, and when he's not playing ruck, he's, he's floating. He can either float in the defence or as a centre-half forward. Um, you, hell, you can put him on the wing. But what I'm, what my point is, we've got flex. We've still got – people say we have no depth. We have the depth. Um, and all the work that um, the club's done the last two to three seasons in getting players to play multiple positions in the VFL before they come back in like a caddy um, – um, it should bear fruit. We'll, we'll get some rewards for that in the next four weeks. But my out-of-the-box thinking, mate, for Boltering. Remember when we put Alex Rance in the middle of a couple of years ago? It lasted was, a half. Then he went fun. back to full back. <laughs> but it's it's different. It's different you do it for half a game or when you sit someone down and you say, you know what, Bolter, we need you, mate. We need you to be to create a contest in the centre and just use your asset, which is your long 60-metre kick. Um, if yeah, I was – if yeah, get him on a wing. Get him on a wing. But if we could put Charles... Defensively, we're getting hammered at the moment because of our midfield. So I think we need to put more mid, more square pegs in square holes, which is more midfield players in the midfield to work and learn their craft. Well, because Bolter's still learning defensively. He's only two years in. He's still learning his craft. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with his head too much, mate. I'd just keep him going in one direction. I guess... Well, look, I agree to disagree. I reckon it's up, oh, we need to get games to the Benula. I know, but we need to get games to the Benula. Have you seen him? Have you, right seen, <laughs> have you seen Ben Miller play? Not for no, a, not for a no, while. Been been good no, but have you seen him in the VFL? I have seen him in the VFL. Yes. Yeah, I've seen a lot of players. I've seen a lot of players in my journey. He's going to make it. He's got, he's got, excuse the language, he's got raw talent coming out of the arse. He reminds me of an Asprey when Asprey first got recruited before he did his knees. Um, and he's a high, intelligent player. He, he knows how to read the ball coming in. And he's a big lad. So There's um, a clear reason we've kept him on the list for as long as we have. Because yeah. if he didn't have anything, they would have given him the flick long ago, I reckon. So there's obviously something there. Yeah, yeah I, mean, no, Garth, I like him. I like him. I think Garth Spillman, because if he hadn't have been injured, he probably could have come in to do some of that movement too, um, Mick. He, he could have come in and done something to free up one of our defenders into the ruck to be more mobile. But 
He's been out of the shoulder, I believe, so yeah, he hasn't yeah. played for a while. The other one I'm excited about is Noah Cumberland. He, I think his stats last week when we got well beat, two goals, nine disposal, three marks. If you wanted a forward in the side, I'd put Noah instead of um, CCJ. Um, look, you know, I've got, a, I've got a left field for you. Jack and Lynch. When Jack was out injured, Lynch really just ripped the scruff of the neck, right? He did that. And if you remember back at the Port game when we had no midfield, he kicked six goals, right? I would probably say to Jack, you know what, Jack, you're second ruck. Ooh, Jack's nah. smart. Well, Jack is the midfielder. Jack, we're going to start for the whole game. Listen to me. You, you throw a Rolls Royce in the paddocks, mate. You don't do no, that to Rolls Royce. You know, but Jack Rewalt, Jack see, what I'm trying to do is, if we're in this position we are, let's maximise it. Right? If we want to get exposure to our kids and create that injection of hunger and we've got to have serious pace brought into the side if we bring some of these kids in. And, and we and we and we recognize okay, our backline's our strength to rebound attacks. So what we need in that midfield, C B, what we need more than anything in that midfield are footy brains. That's what we need in there. So we hold our shape. One of the best coaches to help lead kids. It's someone like a Jack Rewell. I'm, look, I'm not saying he's a forward. He's always, people look at him going, oh, Tiger 71, you've just been, the coffee, this must not be coffee, it must be full of alcohol. But what I'm saying is, is. The, growth, the growth the kids can have around Jack, you know, is huge. Hey, look, I think out the box, mate. That's that's what I do. But I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm, not, okay. I'm, not, okay. I'm not really scared about the next, this month. I actually don't think this is a bad position for us to be in. Um, Dynasties fall when they get comfortable and they become stale, right? This helps correct that in my mind. Yeah, it'd be interesting. That's a good take. Yeah, yeah, you do, Mick. Mine's a bit less radical than yours. Rewalk to a wing and bring CCJ in as a second forward ruck. Yeah, there's options there. It'd be interesting to see what the, what the coaching staff do with it. But, yeah, I'm not sure putting uh, Jack into the centre. Yeah, I don't know. I feel a bit funny about that. But uh, there's nothing wrong yeah, with all the theories know, being put out there. I know what you mean. You've got to get smarts around there. But um, you got to get smarts around there. And, look, yeah. Lambert's not fully uh, – he hasn't got great pace, has he? But he makes it work. Yeah, he's a smart Jack player. is just a smart – yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, it's food just for thought. Food for thought. All right. Doug when team you of the week. on Facebook, you got subtitles on. Me? <laughs> Does that happen for anyone else? Surely it's everyone. No. Oh. <laughs> Shame on YouTube blokes. Because I think of the deaf people that want to listen. You know? <laughs> Put your captions on. No, it comes up on mine too. That's not the voice. That's not me. Uh, all right. Dud team of the week, fellas. I, I, I feel dirty doing this. You know what? Oh. Michaels, you mean going to punch on me? I swear to God. Don't you ruin it. Uh, and it's not just oh. me. It's a collective effort between four of us, well, three of us. One of them just takes pot shots at us, but that's okay. Dud team yeah. of the week, I ladies want and gentlemen. Names I, and I, 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 I want feel, their names and addresses, mate. I, I feel bad right. in reading some of that's these names it. out. Time for Dud Team of the Week. Let's go. I feel bad for some of these names, but I think collectively as a supporter base, we we understand that some of our players weren't well-performed on the weekend. The defenders for this week, Liam Baker, 20 disposals, 40% efficiency and seven turnovers and three frees against. Bit uncharacteristic from Bakes, but that's not good enough. 
Uh, I can't even say this first name. Derek Joyce, nine disposals, three turnovers, seven pressure acts in 105 minutes. Charlie Ballard, 13 disposals, four turnovers, four pressure acts. Lachlan Keefe, now I feel bad about this one because he did do his ACL late in the game and that's not why he's in there. Six disposals, two turnovers, uh, and four pressure acts in 121 minutes. That's no, that's not good enough. Now, the Carlton millionaire half-back line is getting a, a nomination this week. Adam Saad, 91 minutes on the ground, 11 disposals, 46% efficiency, six turnovers out of those 11 touches, uh, and three frees against. And Zach Williams, 100 minutes on the ground for eight touches, one tackle, and one behind, and he's getting 800k a year to, to dish out that kind of shit. So they can take up the back line this week. The midfield and the rucks. So our ruckman this week is Caleb Graham. Six disposals, four pressure acts in 92 minutes. That's Could you imagine if we were dealing with that output? This one hurts. Dustin Martin, 107 minutes, 21 touches, seven turnovers, Dusty. That's, you've got to be better. When there's no skipper there, you've got to do better than that. Uh, Mason Wood, five disposals, two turnovers. He, he's just shit all around, but we make him look good when he plays against us. Liam Shields, 93 minutes on the ground, 23 disposals, nine turnovers. Can you believe, fellas, for Liam Shields? Sam Berry, uh, 99 minutes on the ground, seven disposals for 14% efficiency and one free against. That is a genuine Barry Crocker, that is. And Jamie Cripps, I know he's labelled as a forward, but I've chucked him up on the wing because I needed to make space. Uh, 101 minutes, 11 disposals, 55% efficiency, and nine turnovers for him as well. Uh, the forward line, this hurts me as well. Jack Rewalt, 114 minutes, four disposals, three turnovers. That's... When the chips were down, we needed him to stand up, and he didn't. Jason Castagna, I don't even need to read out the stats. I just need to say the shank of the hmm. year. That was one of the worst kicks of all time that anyone yeah. will have ever seen. And you couldn't do that again if you tried. Tom Lynch, seven touches, two marks, one free against. Uh, see, and this is why we lost the game, fellas. Look, our forward line was just non-existent. This one's for, for Cooper on the other AFL Rumours page. Tim Membry, dud this week. 12 disposals, four turnovers. Jake Stringer, you'll like this one, fellas. Five disposals at 20% efficiency. Unheard of. And the captain for this week, Tex Walker. Six disposals, four of them turnovers. If you're going to do stupid dances in the change rooms before the game, you've got to put out better efforts than that on the field, I reckon. The bench, and I think this is where uh, Tiggs is going to clip me. Uh, the bench, mm. em- Emerson Jecker from the mm. Hawks. He's gone back-to-back, CB. I know you were a bit dirty on me last week on his debut, but he's back to that with an eight-disposal game. Uh, two marks, three pressure acts, one tackle. Patrick Nash Tiggs, one disposal, 0% efficiency. You were calling for six goals and to change the game. It doesn't matter. It didn't impact the game. One disposal. Uh, Maybe you should have done an ACL, yeah? (laughs) No, no. Uh, Will Hamill, 12 disposals, 42% efficiency, eight turnovers. And Eric Hipwood, uh, nine disposals, 44%. And our sub for this week is Jack Silvani. Five touches for 60% efficiency, two turnovers. I know he's another one of your boys, Tiggs. Um, and unfortunately, he's having a great season when he gets on the park. When he does, yeah. And the coach, as much as this kills me because he's brought us a lot of joy, I've had to go with Dimmer because we've won three of the last four flags and we did not score a goal in a half of football. We scored one goal in a half of football. I think that's just a little bit unacceptable. But uh, yeah. he'll bounce back. We don't really hate Richmond. It's just a bit of a joke, people. Don't take it all seriously. But uh, that's the dud team of the week. And Patrick Nash deserved to be there with no efficiency, Tiggs. 
Ooh, I just, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a no mercy rule. We yeah. uh, we, we take no prisoners. Yeah. Uh, PJ, PJ um, Denholm on the chat's asking us to touch some wood. Um, look, PJ, I can't do it while the camera's on, mate. <laughs> and this is a PJ show. Uh, he also said he's George the new Richo for Shanks. I think that's a fair enough call too. Yeah. All right, fellas, listen to, listen to questions. We'll get through these ones. Uh, the first one is for you, CB, from Grant Pollard on Twitter. Is it harder to develop a pure inside mid like RCD than a small forward? We've had a lot of success starting a small forward and expanding their role over three to four years' time. Are inside mid sink or swim, or are there ways to ease them into the midfield, as in a defensive role inside? Jeez, how do you answer that? I mean... How to, well, I think the things with with midfielders they show the traits very early on before they get into a mid, into an AFL system, don't they? And then the AFL get them in the system, and then they enforce a style of play on them. So how Richmond develop our midfielders, I would imagine, is different to how Carton are developing theirs, to Fremantle, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I, I think. The problem with crafting, say, a small forward is a small forward has to sink through a hut, basically two-thirds of a team into the back line now. It's not like the old days where, you know, it was, it was more positional. As a, as a small forward, you'd be moving past the contest or going beyond for at the back. So, so the game has changed. Oh, I think the game has changed that much. It's very hard to ask that, answer that question. I think probably easy to develop an inside mid because of the structures and systems, I think it's probably harder to play small forward purely because of the numbers around you and the way you've got to work these days and the way they're confronted with. What do you reckon? Is that a fair answer? Yeah, I think it's fair yeah, enough. Cool. Sort of a little bit splinterish, but I, I just think because congestion, the way the ball, the game's played now, particularly in forward lines, how can you be a small forward? Yeah, and also, yeah. too, it would be easier to be inside mid, too, because it's go ball, chase ball, whereas half forwards, you can be... You play all game without getting a touch because you're doing all this defensive running. So, if I had to answer the question, I'd say it'd be easier to develop an inside bid than it would be. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. I think so. Now, uh, what have I got? So, thanks for that, Grant. Uh, this is for from PT Agar. Is Hardwick being stubborn in not playing a second ruck given the strategy worked well last year in shortened games with Nankervis and Soldo? Also, why did we revert back to long long bombs in the Ford Fifty? when Lynch looked so good leading at the ball carrier against the Dogs? Good question, mate. Um, well, first of all, he's not being stubborn. He played – people forget he, he he played Soldo in 19 and Soldo is a premiership player. So, uh, yeah, the two rough model works for us. Um, the problem we have – and this is the point that people got to realise, we just don't have the quality of depth. We just don't have it. People always talk about the white whale, which is CCJ, as being somehow this going to be our second ruck. He's not. He hasn't got tools for it. He's got his timing of his leap is atrocious. Apparently, and I'm, I'm believing what I've been told, and I've seen him live. Um, you know, every, every player there does an opting quite good, but he's not consistently well um, performs well at that level in the VFL level as, as a ruck. As a forward, it's a completely different story. But as a ruck, no. Um, and then you've got to ask yourself something. Well, our next valid option would be Chol. And Charles's been showing that he, in some cases, can he's, he's just a taller Marlon Pickett. But the difference with Charles, and this is no disrespect to the kid because I love him, 
he hasn't got Marlon Pickett's wants to get hit. Chol doesn't like the full-on physical smack-smack. Um, that the that sort of game. That's what we're sort of going on with um, Pickett. Um, so, and that's Agar. That's one way of saying that Harvick knows we need our second row. That's why he's throwing Pickett in there um, to give us a different look in the um, in the centre square. That's why second row is so good. So, no, I don't think he's being stubborn. And as to our long bombs inside fifty, the first happen thing happens when you're under extreme pressure. When it was a perfect storm for us. We were outnumbered in the in the centre. Young kids didn't step up, which is going to happen. We played shit, right? So you've got Dusty trying to do everything and his game suffering for it. And if anyone's played football for football, when you're under pressure and you're um, and you're forward of centre, what do you do? You just kick it along, and that's what they were doing to get it inside fifty as much as they could. And we were out of shape. We were trying to protect the defence, so we didn't have to the forwards to um, uh, really crumb off our tools and our tools were crucified. So, yeah, it was we beat, heavily beaten um, in all facets of the game. So that heads the reason why I reverted back to the panic kick into the forward line. And um, Michael's got a question for you from Greg. Yep. Who is our next captain? Significant lack of on-field leadership when we considered the first two to three goals from silly errors in the third quarter on Friday. This was obvious to see during the Swans D's cap losses. Also, where the fuck is Jack Ross at? <laughs> That's not what was written. No. Um, no. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm bit, yeah, I know what Greg's really feeling. Yeah, I know. The on-field leadership is good. Question. The, the on-field leadership's a good call, Greg. When you consider you've got Tom Lynch, who was a former captain, you've got Jack Riot, who captained a, a few games for us, Edwards, Martin's a, a leader in his own right, not so much as a fully-fledged captain, but all those guys kind of failed to step up and, and show the way when the when we needed it. And that, that's a bit alarming for me, but to answer the actual question, I think the next skipper will be Vlosten. Um, but you could honestly throw a blanket over a few of them. I know I think Grimes has been thrown up there. Lambert was another nomination I've seen. Uh, some people have even said Tom Lynch could slot straight into the role, given his experience. But um, I just think Vlosten, I kind of view him like our Luke Hodge. Um, and I, know, I feel like that's a pretty big play to be compared to, but just that general down back and the, the organisational skills. Um, but if we if we sort of believe that Koch could be on his last year, we need to make sure there's a transitional program of some type to, to not miss a beat. And as for Jack Ross, I actually said in the in-game show that I thought the longer he keeps playing, the, the better he started to look. And I know a few people will disagree with that and think he looks out of his depth and you can put a line through him. But you've got to remember, he's been made sub for, what, 90% of our games. So to, he's got to get that continuity into his body in the game time, get used to the pace. Um, now's as good as time as ever to see him play, isn't it? We're, we're a few plays short in the gut. So let's see what he's got for the next four weeks. Uh, CB, this is from Joe. Do you think that our easier draw after the bye will be a false lead into a finals campaign? I would rather a tougher draw in the back half as it would harden us up leading to finals. Um, no, I think ask yourself a question. Would we be a better team with Edwards, Prestia, Lambert and a couple of others in there? Um, the draw's the draw. It's how it shakes out. Um, through a weird quirk of fate this year, Melbourne and Sydney... Um, a couple of other teams are playing exceptional football, uh, so they've come into the eight. Um, look, you've got to play over at some stage, and I think it's actually, in a way, it, it could help us because there is no such thing as an easy game of footy these days. But um, 
I think with our injuries, we've got players to come back. They're going to take a little while to get their wheels spinning. So to have a couple of soft games might actually get us going and lead us into a solid uh, back end of the season, last sort of five or so rounds. So, no, I, I don't think it'll lead us, give us a false lead. I think it just gets miles into the players' legs that we need to get miles into. Um, so, no, nah, look, I, I don't mind the fact that we've got a tough draw as well playing the kids. They're learning, right? So, no, I, I feel pretty comfortable with where things are at. Um, but good question. Uh, from Dario Tiger, Tiggs. The games against Melbourne and now Geelong, we started these games with great pressure, but to me, it looks as if we couldn't either sustain that pressure or the opposition set up better and beat us at our game. Do you think this is a concern? We wouldn't be fucking dancing in the streets. So, yeah, it's a concern. Um, but it's um, it's also, too, and this is something that you don't want to lose sight of. The games like Melbourne, that Melbourne game meant a lot more to Melbourne than it did to us. The reality is we've won three of the last four flags. The, our Achilles heel is always early, the early part of the season. Why? Because all of our players understand that, that and they believe to the point, well, they're 100% convinced on it, that they know they'll make finals. The belief is total. And they know that they'll come home with a rush. So the negative of that, the, the, if there is a negative, is not that they don't give a shit about the game, is it's not like a final where they'll, you know, kill themselves to make sure they win it. So, um, and you've got to also give um, credit to Melbourne and the, the other team, they played above themselves. Like Geelong played above themselves against us. Um, Melbourne played above themselves against us. So what we showed is, that first 15 minutes of Melbourne football was the most scintillating football anyone's ever seen. If we had maximised our inside 50s, we would have been in front by six goals. Um, but um, from what I do know, this time of year, we always um, increase our loads. That's not an excuse. It's just reality. So we've got to, and then you layer the injuries on top of that. It's just, yeah, it just compounds compounds the season. So, yeah, there would be concern, but there also would be a whole heap of confidence that we'll turn this around pretty quickly once we start getting our soldiers back. Question for um, you without notice, yeah, This comment sums up that every, uh, perfectly. We are everyone's grand final. Well done, PJ. Hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Tell me tell me that is Smasher. Please tell me that's Smasher. What, PJ? Yeah, the guy does the hashtag we are everyone's grand final. Tell me that's oh. Smasher. Now, um... Question for you, Tiggs. Yeah, mate. You might as well. Obviously, Bolton's been a talking point, and we'll talk about the positives. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being super-duper confident, Bolton, staying or going, my friend, re-signing or not? 15. Can I oh, break right. the thing? Go to 15? Go yeah. to 15, okay. <clears throat> I know for a fact. I know for a fact he's – the only thing that actually – let me answer that properly. I'm a 10. The only thing that could make me um, change tack if a, stu- a club stupidly came in and offered something like 1.1, 1.2. All I know is the signature on the dotted line, no. But what I do know is that uh, he's happy with the terms that we've offered. I know that for a fact. One of my, so- my one source is never wrong. And Michael knows who it is, and you do. A bit too, CB. I think I've shared it with you. Uh, <laughs> it's why, yes, Lou. <laughs> yeah, and it's the reason why it's broken. Every store name I've broken, that it's come 100% correct. It's never been wrong. 
Because when he sees what he needs to see, it means it's gone past yeah. the talking stage. So um, they, we, we're just a smart club. We won't answer until just before the final series, I don't believe, because that's what gives us supporters a lift, gives us an emotional lift. If we're, uh, you know, seventh, sixth, fifth, and we need to win that extra two games. I wouldn't be surprised they lift, they announce it then. I know the players are fully convinced that he's staying, so he's staying. And then John Ralph basically quoted what we said on the podcast in that article in the West Australians, word for word. Um, yeah, he's staying. And, and, and just a special welcome to the Carlton supporter that I know and a St Kilda supporter that's infiltrated watching this live right now. You oh, know yeah. who you are. Oh. Yes, they know who they are. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome to all the uh, listeners as well, by the way. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's time for the preview, Tiggs, for this week's game versus GWS. Lead us, lead us into it, mate. Take it away. Okay. <clears throat> well, both sides are heavily injured. Um, GWS, obviously, they've just lost another backman, um, which is great for us. You know, I'm not wishing injury on them. But, look, they're a side that found they were woeful at the start of the year. They found a level of competitiveness which has got them some easy kills. Um, so it, it's we're not going. It's not going to be a. It's not going to be a, a game where we're going to breeze through. But if you really look at the competition that they've played, um, you know, just recently Sydney, which was a good game, they beat Sydney, but there was like a showdown for them. Bulldogs beat them pretty easily. Adelaide, they smashed. Essendon, they just got over the line with. So. Um, I'm pretty bullish. What worries me with them is their um, forward line with Himmelberg. Um, their midfield, they've still got Ward in there. Um, they've, they've got Toby who can go in there. And they've got a few quality players. But in saying that, uh, I've watched a fair bit of them this year. Um, and Himmelberg, Hogan's another worry, actually. Sorry, Hogan's the other worry. Um, but I reckon we've got the defensive line to contain them. Um, and rebound off them. They still don't run both ways. Not having um, Caniglio, or whatever you pronounce his name, hurts them. Um, so what do you guys think? I think it's a real – I think we shouldn't be a dollar thirty-four favourite. There's no way. No, I wouldn't have thought. I think – no. If you're, look, if, you just, if you're a gambler, I'm not. You want to, I'd recommend you put an extra 20 just for us, for us losing. I expect us to win, but the odds are just ridiculous. Um, but – we owe them. We owe them. We owe them a. Um, we owe. We owe them a loss. Um, and you know what they say: we don't normally lose second time up against the side. So I reckon, yeah, we're a good shot to win this. What do you reckon, uh, Michaels? It's a danger game. It's uh, one that we absolutely have to win. So as uh, Lee Middleton actually put it as well, that Big Nank should have a field day against Mummy. Oh, I can't believe Mumford's still an AFL ruckman, to be honest, but. The midfield area is what worries me the most with the players we're missing versus the players they've got. I know they're missing some players as well, but they've still got some quality in there. And if they are allowed the time and space, they will hurt us more than Geelong hurt us. But we've just got to make sure defensively that we shore things up. I think we all agreed on Friday night that our midfield pressure on their ball carries was almost non-existent in that second half. And that's why Geelong had 20 marks inside 50. And it doesn't matter what team you play against. If you give them that, they're going to win more times than they lose. So if we can pressure the ball carrier a lot more, um, I think that's going to go a hell of a long way to, to getting the result this week. But uh, I kind of agree with the Richmond journey about being on the smaller grounds. It, it could actually help us a little bit. We've tended to play those grounds a bit better this year. I know we spoke about it last week as well. 
So hopefully that comes into play and um, we can get a win, CB. Yeah, look, I, I'm really worried about the, the our midfield versus their midfield. Um, I'll say it right now. I think Toby Green's probably the best player in the competition right now. I know he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's kicking for goal hasn't been desirable, but he is absolutely torching anyone he comes up against at the moment. And his move into the midfield has been excellent for them. Um, and he's going to cause us. He's like our nemesis, mate. He's our kryptonite. And he's going to cause some serious, serious problems for us this weekend. I agree. Um, Mumford will tell him in a ruck. But that's why I think we need to play two rucks. Because mm, I think if we can get that ascendancy with a weaker midfield, at least get the ball going our way and, and trap it into our forward line and, and, and hem him in. Um, but Ward's playing well. Kelly's playing well. We know we spoke about um, Toby. I just think they've got us in the midfield, but I think our back line's better than their forward line. It's just a question of what can we do in our forward half and how we put it in there. Because, I mean, again, the amount of times we'll dump on the ball on Tom Lynch's head on the weekend, it was 1v4. It was infuriating. So we've got to work out how to um, get the ball in there quicker, lock it in and get that pressure and score. But it can't be all up on Tom or um, Jack. So... There's a hell of a lot of work to be done, and it's a genuine 50-50 game is how I um, see this weekend. And what about the Question for you, boys. Oh, go on. Before we go in ins and outs, Tom, um, with, with Green, right? I agree with 100% what you said. I reckon this is the game where we need a, a full-time tagger. That's my belief, right? When you've got a weekend midfield, get some, if he's playing in the guts, get someone that will sit with him in, in, the, in the midfield, that will sit with him in the forward line. No matter where he goes, just sits with him. Which play would you choose? I've got two. Baker's probably one physically, but he hasn't got the body strength and he hasn't got the intelligence, and I'm worried about giving away too many free kicks. But I've got one that has the engine to go with him, no matter where he goes. He's taller than he is. He's just as quick as he is. And, yes, we've never seen him in the midfield, but if Toby Green's there, I reckon he can he could do something because he's a smart footballer. Marnie worries we might lose too much in the back line without him in there. I would, grind, I would roll. If it's not Grimes, put him Bloston. I would, the full-time tagger runs everywhere with him. I'd sit Graham on him. In the midfield, I'd sit Jack Graham with him, who's big enough and strong enough to go with him. And uh, if he goes forward, I'd put um, Dylan Grimes on him. Just shut, just lock him down. Just My shut him out. That is- He's like Dusty. He's that smart. My worry is the handover stage. You know, when Graham wants a handover, he'll 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 get loose during that period. Um, yeah. I think it, because look for me, Vlaston looks like he needs to work in a form. He was shit last on little because his first game back, he basically had no prep. Mansell, no. Um, Richmond Junior. I reckon he's just too he's too young for it still. I would put Vlaston. Vlaston, you know what, mate? You run around. Um. I reckon he's, he, he played midfield minutes. As a junior, he played a fair bit of midfield minutes. I reckon, what do you reckon, Michaels? Blossom a full-time tag, Toby. Yeah, as long as it doesn't unsettle the back line. It would be interesting. I mean, I think Blossom's got a lot to offer the team in a lot of different areas on the on the field. So I wouldn't be against seeing how it works, given the circumstances with our midfield currently lacking a bit of depth in there. So, yeah, not, not the worst idea, but as long as it doesn't create imbalance down back, because, um, yeah, he's definitely a player that we have to shut down. He's, yeah, he's quality tobes. Ins and outs, fellas. There's been a couple, well, what, at least one more chucked in that we weren't anticipating. But uh, who are we just thinking? It's going to be, pardon me, Edwards and Bolton as the only two outs. Is that, or do you, do you see some other force changes happening? 
you know what? I've been calling for Caddy and and a second ruck for three weeks, and I haven't been getting them. So um, I'm not even going to bother with putting in this week. I'm just actually keen to see. I'm actually curious to see what they bring in. Without me just guessing, um, I reckon there'll be three changes. I think you'll find there'll be more than more than Bolton and Edwards. I reckon there'll be three out and there'll be three in. But it's a question of how they try and structure up to stretch um, GWS or, or pressure them. And, um, yeah, I'm not even going to bother the ins, but I just think there'll be three outs. And Who do you see goes. that'll be? Who's the third out? Uh, I, look, I, I hate to say, I, I think George might be injured. Actually, that's not a bad call. Not, he, he limped off, didn't he, at the end? I reckon George might be crook. He hasn't been himself for two, two, three weeks, and um, he's normally got a better output than what we're seeing. So I reckon he might be the third out. Not because of any other reason, I think he's actually crook. So there you go. That's my third out. Tiggs? Yeah, similar to CB. Look, I've got to love, like, Naysha obviously had a horror. So many players played below themselves that, you know, some, if we didn't have the injuries we had, you'd probably have three or four changes just dropping them, right? Yeah. Um, but we can't. So I'd probably see Hugo definitely will come in. Um, I think it depends on Caddy's training form, if he, because he's been injured. And there was no so fear like last come, week as well, which uh, hasn't helped. Yeah, so, yeah, it's got to be based on training form. They'll probably run, um, you know, give him some match simulation or that running, all that sort of stuff. Um, I think Miller might get another crack. Um, he might get another crack. But, yeah, again, it'll be guesswork, really. Look, I hope they don't – one thing I hope they don't do is put Rioli in. Um, I want to save him for dream time, just for the lift, you know, and the romance of it. But if, we only had nine tackles on the weekend. We're screaming out for pressure in the forward line. Yeah, he's he's not ready yet, but we're in. We're in. If George goes out, you have to put Rioli in. That, for me, you have to do it. Um, you'd have to do it earlier than you wanted to. And he'll trouble. He'll trouble their defenders. Um, but other than that, I'll be guessing they they've got because they can do. They could only do two changes and just rotate the side around. Um, and give it a different look. Who knows? Yeah, I'll be guessing. Can Nash play half forward? In his junior, I saw a fair bit. Of, look, I'll tell you where my fascination of Nash comes from. His dad was my fucking hero. I loved him. Um, I grew up watching all of his games. You know, Richmond, him and Roach, you know, and Broderick and Nash. I love, you know, Nash and um, Knight. So um, that's where my loyalty stems from. He's played predominantly at halfback because he's a beautiful user of the football when given time and space. His problem is translating his form into VFL. Um, and we, we're always putting him as a wing, defensive winger, halfback flanker. He's a, but he's played forward as a junior. He's a crafty forward. His first game with us, he ran forward and scored that first goal, if you remember, um, with a cheeky snap. So... I reckon if you said to him, mate, we need you forward, we need your pace, we just want you to tackle your brains out and try to shank something. I think we need his skill level. I think we need his skill level kicking into the forward line is what we need. Yeah, what we do. Look, what they've got to do, remember when we, in 17, when we had um, what started the chaos uh, for us, we had, um, what was that big 
big lad that had a concussion. Um, Graham, not Ben. Uh, right, Ben. Uh, big twenty-four. Ben Griffiths. Yeah, Biggie. Griffiths. Yeah, that's it. He went down, yeah. and then what we did, we knew we were going to get done in the high ball, so we went chaos scrubby. We didn't care for the ball. We wanted the ball on the ground, so we kicked it on the ground. I think we need to go back to that. I know we got big Lynch. You know, so only hit him up on a lead. If you can't, if you can't hit it, if, you, if you're going to hit it, you have to get past the defenders by kicking it high, either run the ball in or kick it along the ground or kick it to space. It's allow people to run onto it. That's going to have to be our modus operandi moving forward, I think. So we get our midfield We've been back infiltrated in. by an Essendon supporter as well. How do you know this? Do you know this because they're all telling me this I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just, uh, the popular I'm going to guess it's this one. There it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm offended by the Boston Cup. I like the Boston Cup. No, it's good to see people from other supporters tuning in. Welcome, everyone. Uh, key, matchups, key matchups this week, fellas. Uh, Tiggs, I'll give you this one first. Jack Rewald and Tom Lynch versus Sam Taylor and Isaac Cumming. You always give me the forwards. I don't know why. <laughs> give me the forwards. Um, I don't know what you want me to say, mate. Yeah, um, it's like Jack and Tom will kick goals and Sam and Taylor will leak him. Um, I don't know much about Isaac coming. Keeps down. I've not really seen much of Isaac. With GWS, it's hard. Yeah. That's all I've got for you, mate. No, nah, fair enough, because I don't know who that is either. So hopefully we can exploit. I don't know who they are, man. That's why I gave it to you, though, because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, of course you gave it to me. CB, Nathan Broad. I mean, I've put Nathan Broad, <coughs> pardon me, versus Toby Green, but I know we obviously discussed a bit earlier, but um, if you don't think Broad to Green and you think Grimes, how do you think that matchup will go? In all honesty, I can see with, with, with Green with the form he's in, we'll have a rolling defence on him. It won't be any one player. It will be, at some stage, Baker. At some stage, it will be Dylan Grimes. They'll rotate guys on him depending on the situation, I think. But it's just more the midfield. I would be more comfortable if we ran Jack Graham with him, just like he shut slightly. Like, Graham has shut guys out of the games before when he decided to play as a tagger. And I would like Graham just to sit on him and hammer him at every opportunity in the, mid, in the uh, midfield battle this week and really make his life hell. So that's what I think. Rolling defence when he's forward and Graham when he's in the guts. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and the last one for the midfield, I'll get both your thoughts. So Martin, Graham, Collier, Dawkins and Pickett versus Kelly, Hopper, Taranto and Ward. React gun there. Yeah, yeah look, it's going to be tough. Uh, but look, Hopper, Taranto, Ward. Ward's, <coughs> Ward... Uh, outside of Taranto, uh, sorry, outside of Hopper, because Hopper for me is an in, he, he, uh, he's an inside jet. Taranto, Ward, Kelly, they kill you if given space. They do not like being pressured. What I mean is that close checking, hard at it, um, smacking into you, they don't like it. Um, so if we can match Kelly in particular on the outside, if we can close Taranto's space because he's just a running machine, Ward, I'm not too concerned about. I think, we've, you know, we've, we've got some weapons too in Dustin Martin. And I really think our young kids have given a clear role and saying, don't worry about your own game. What I really want you to do is, you know, develop your pressure side. Let's just smash into them. Um, we've got Nan Curvis who smashes over their ruck. I don't think it's just going to be like a red flag. Um, they're going to just go over the top of us. If we did give them the space, they were rooted. Um, but that's my thoughts. 
Fair enough. Can enough. I just say all you pricks targeting me in the comments? Just go easy. I like got, this. This is good. Bloody tits. Come on, there's someone else there. I can't see anyone slagging you off, um, Brent. I can see you typing on them, but who's slagging you off, son? Yeah, I'll put it up there for you. Uh, Ego tigs. Why don't I get to see it? Are you, are you watching? I think because CB is watching it on his phone at the same time, I think, so he can see the comments come through. Yeah, I'm, yeah, watching, I'm, watching, I'm, the I'm watching, watching the watches, the mate. I'm watching the watches. <laughs> and uh, CB, what was your take on the midfield battle? Yeah, look, we're going to be outgunned, mate. It's going to be um, our half-back line is really going to have to fire this week because that midfield, that ain't competing with what's on paper coming at him. So... Uh, we need to, like I said, bring in a second ruck to try and wear out Mumford, just like we did with, in the grand final back in 2019. Two big blokes just going over the top into him. Um, but, yeah, our half-back line is, is absolute key this week. That's what I think. And for the Richmond journey, <laughs> no to Joel. You know, we've had this discussion. Just, just to fill you in on that, Tim. CB decided, decided to pot Joel and the Richmond Journey Facebook page has taken him the task and called him out on it. And there's been a bit a bit of banter going back and forth all week. It's been quite funny. Uh, yeah, the midfield battle is going to be hey, very, Lewis very Joel. Never again. <laughs> it just needs to be, I think everyone agrees, it has to just be a, a team lifting effort compared to last week. And you would like to think the boys will respond after what they dished up in the second half versus the Cats. But it's a must-win game. We've got our work cut out for us. Um yeah, we'll see how we go. Let's uh, get the margin and predictions. Anyone else listening, feel free to send through your margin and uh, free kick prediction as well. Tiggs, what have you got? How much are we winning by? Do me last, because what I'm going to do, if it's all right before we end up, I'm going to give it um, on Twitter. I got some people, because I, I heard about this news um, before it broke out, and they've asked me to be a bit clearer, and something's not being said that actually happened that night that I want to make sure that people in this show actually... No, it's the truth. So do me last. It won't take long. It was okay. just, um, I want to refer to, yeah. All right, CB, what's your predictions? Richmond by four points. Free kick count will be 21 to goal, uh, to GWS, and we will get 12, and Toby Green will commit six of those offences. <laughs> Uh, I reckon, oh, geez, I'm saying Richmond because we bloody need to win. I reckon Richmond by 14 points and GWS will get 24 free kicks and we will get 16. Uh, Ticks? PJ Denham. Have you seen, put up PJ Denham's call uh, on the free kick count. PJ, oh no, I've clicked the wrong button there, hang on. (laughs) Tigers by 17 free kicks, 39 to 7. Tell you what, it might be half a chance there, there PJ. It might be half a chance the way we're going. All, yeah, for me, first of all, I just want to acknowledge that, Brendan, you've got such a beautiful smile, mate. You've got to smile more often, son. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, <laughs> Thank you, now, mate. Thank you. Yeah, um, now, also, if anyone's wondering why I'm always getting, putting something in my mouth, I'm trying to cut down the, the cigarette smoking. So that's my mechanism to explain that. Now, Bolton and Rioli, um, I can tell you something that what instigated was not a, like a touch or a push that the media said. That dude fed ink and slapped her in the ass, right? So that's how it all got sparked up pretty quickly. And it's walked up and just whacked her in the bum. Right. Um, and the boys didn't take kindly to that, yeah. 
So, oh, okay, free kick count. GWS will be 26. Richmond will be lucky to get nine, nine, ten. They've shown. They're, they're out there to just ruin us. Um, uh, and Chip is Richmond, and I actually think we'll bounce back hard. I actually think they'll do a Wellington challenge and we'll get over the line by about three points. Really? Okay. <laughs> Gee, well, oh. ho- hopefully, hopefully we get the result. That, that wanker, he's got a, he's got a Simo. The, 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 Simo holds the record for the most games lost with it, or in in the history of AFL, and bloody most games lost without a finals appearance or some shit. Get off my screen, you Carlton filth! I'm uh, I'm renaming this post next week just the CB roast, and we'll just get all your friends in here to, to tee off on you. There you go, Tiggs. Uh, yeah, you've tried, you've tried the vape, you, Tiggs. Roasting me on social media. Great. Oh, well, that's a bit fast. Someone just wrote, um, uh, CB, show us your man titties. With that, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Or the bright side, too. Thanks to everyone for joining in. I know we kind of did this without notice, mainly because we weren't actually sure if it was going to work or not. So it obviously has. Now that we know it will, we'll give this a bit more of a plug uh, going forward. And you can see our ugly mugs every Monday night when we do our uh, weekly. Can I make sure I dress up for it? I'll make sure I can. Bring up Andrew Wood's response to me roasting him, please. Hang on, no, I'll do that one. Andrew Wood. Uh, I'll hide that. You love his tigs? Yeah, yeah. Peck support. (laughs) 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 Very good. Um, yeah, but that's, I tell you what, we should actually, now that we know this works, we could even just do an off the cuff show where it's not even footy related, just talking shit and people can just write stuff and tee off at us and we'll just post all the comments for a laugh. But no, that's good. I'm, I'm glad this has worked out. Thanks for everyone for tuning in and watching us. We hope we've been somewhat entertaining. We'll, uh, we'll definitely have another crack at this next week and we'll try and keep the show a little boys, bit shorter than now five, but we've got carried boys, away. On that boys, now we know this works and the camera works. I'll give you my word now. If we win the flag. Oh no. Actually not. If we make the grand final, win, lose, or draw, I will take this phone with this app and I will go to Geelong. I'll go to Virginia <laughs> Park and I will defecate. And if we night time, make sure I have the light on, I will defecate on the driveway, right? <laughs> well, I'll find Joel Selwood Scar Park and that's where I'll go. Promise. Oh, that's what will happen. I will just say this, guys. So, so to all our listeners out there, you need to sort of spread the word a bit. So this will be every Monday night we're going to go live. But what we really need is with our YouTube, we need to get um, – we want to grow our YouTube channel a bit. So please, um, if we get some more subscribers, and then as we go through the journey, there will be other shows and things that we're going to do through the year. Um, so really important. So if you guys can um, like us on YouTube, that would be absolutely super and really appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. Th- and, yeah, share whatever you can. Thanks to Lee for highlighting I'm shit at Fortnite as well. That's much appreciated. Um, <laughs> yeah, share us on whatever socials you can. and It's always appreciated the support we get. Uh, we do this for you guys. So this was CB's idea. I'll give him full credit for this to uh, to go to the cameras, and it's worked, and we'll, we'll keep doing it. So thank you again for everyone for tuning in, and we'll see you all on Monday, and hopefully we get the win this week against the Giants. So until next time, go Tigers. Go Tigers. We can actually wave to people. Oh, yeah, we can wave. Been a pleasure. Cheerio. <laughs>
All right. Okay. So the broadcast oh, is saying okay. it ended.